Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Get Writing Radio Show. Two-time published author, speaker, and ghostwriter Karen Rowe will help you get that book out of your head and into your reader's hands. Get ready. It's time to get writing. Welcome to Get Writing, the podcast for authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs who want to get their books written and published with speed and ease. I am your host, Karen Rowe. On tonight's podcast, I'm speaking with award-winning media publicist, Bruce Serbin. So Bruce has secured coverage for his clients in top media around the world, including NBC's Today, Good Morning America, CNBC, CNN, the BBC, the New York Times, USA Today, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Magazine, and many more. His work has been recognized by the League of American Communications Professionals, Public Relations Society of America, and the Associated Press. A former television news assignment editor and producer, Bruce began his career writing anchor scripts for the evening news and planning story coverage. He utilizes this media experience to better serve the needs of his publicity clientele. He's known for his ability to capitalize on breaking news and match industry experts with reporters covering these events. In addition to his role as a media publicist, Bruce is also a media trainer and PR consultant working with companies to improve their media and PR programs. So on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about you as an author, and do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your field? And of course, the answer to that is yes. Do you want to build a massive amount of credibility? Do you want to be featured by print, online, and broadcast media outlets? Of course you do. How do you do that? Well, Bruce is here tonight to share the secrets of raising your profile and generating media coverage for your business, book, or your brand. So we're really lucky to have him. Thank you for joining us, Bruce, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Karen. Good to be here. Great. Well, as as our listeners know, 30 minutes goes by really quickly, and we've got a ton of great content that I can't wait to dive into, so let's get to it. So let's just, Bruce, what's one of the biggest mistakes that most authors make when it comes to the media? Well, I think by far the biggest mistake, and I see this all the time, is authors will come to me and they'll say, well, you know, if I do a media campaign, how many books am I going to sell? And, you know, I wish I could turn around and tell them all, yeah, you know, you're going to go on to be a, a New York Times bestseller and you're going to sell millions and millions of books. And and it, unfortunately, it just doesn't work like that. I mean, if, you know, maybe you're a real recognizable name or, or a celebrity, you might go on TV, you might go in, you know, in the press and sell a lot lots and lots of books, but for the average person, unfortunately, um, they don't sell that many books. Um, I've I've got a client, for instance, I've been working with this guy for about the last year, and we've done a cross-country media tour. He's done about 30 morning television segments, you know, in a year's time, and at last count, last month, he sold 22 books, and you know, wow. the, you know, if you go in with that mindset that I'm going to use the media, again, as a vehicle to sell books, you're going to be disappointed. Um, and, and just to, to sum it up, I think this quote really sums it up best. Um, somebody once told me, he says, you know, I don't go on TV to sell books. I write books to go on TV. And I think that is just 
extremely right. powerful. Right. It's, it's an extremely powerful quote. And, you know, again, the reason you want to be doing a media campaign around your book, it's the credibility factor that only the media can deliver. Okay, well, that's great. So media appearances do not equal book sales. So that's what we really need to be clear about. And what I like about that is a lot of my guests on the podcast were talking about how equally important it is to have a strong platform, to have a clear marketing plan in order to, you know, market and promote your book. And writing the book is only one part of it. So my famous analogy of having a great book is like having a high-performance sports car. You need to have gas for it to go anywhere. So the gas is really this, you know, this platform and the media appearances and that sort of thing. So that's really about establishing your expertise and your credibility, like you said, Bruce, and not about the book sales. So I I hope that everyone really, really hears that. And then for anyone saying, well, what's the point if you only sold, you know, 22 books, um, that, that really you're missing the point that it's not about that. It's about having people phone you and say, listen, I saw you on TV would you come and, you know, speak to my group or <laughs> that sort of thing, right? Or, yeah, exactly. I've heard of you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you know, what it, what it really is, is, you know, we always say the media gives you credibility. It gives your brand credibility. But what you need going into the media is just a little bit of credibility to get their attention. And that's the beauty of a book, because once you write mm-hmm. that book, you know, the media then sees you as credible because they know you're the expert in your field. They know you've done your homework, you've researched, you know, you know what you're talking about. And that helps someone like me position an author so much better for the media. Okay, great. And that that's a really good point. What would it be like for an author to work with a publicist? So can you walk us through that experience a little bit? Sure. So it's a it's a very actual, you know, I call it a close relationship. You know, it's funny. I have a client and he always jokes with me. He says, you know, I talk to you more than I talk to my wife sometimes. And <laughs> and, it, and it really is because you got to think about it. You know, I, I work with, you know, doctors and financial advisors and attorneys, and I'm none of these people. And I will never right. be as, you know, I will never understand, you know, their profession as well as they do, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I need to understand it to a certain degree. I need to have a basic understanding of what they do and their general point of view on on topics. So it's a very close working relationship, you know, where we're always you know communicating via email, via text messages, or always on the phone. Um, you know, for instance, I love in the morning, you know, just looking at the news of the day and thinking, well, what client of mine can I tie into this story? What client can I, you know, position as an expert to speak with the media? And so then I'm on the phone with my client and we're kind of talking about, you know, different stories that we can pitch or that client's calling me and and saying, hey, what do you think about this story? And we kind of go back and forth. So it's a very close working relationship. You really get to know the person well. And it's, from my perspective, it's fascinating because you just learn so much about so many different topics. It's it's really been an, an eye-opening experience. But I, I'd say that's the best way to sum it up is you just want to have a publicist that you feel comfortable with because you're going to spend a lot of time chatting with that person. Okay, so it sounds like it's very, you know, very much a relationship and it's symbiotic in a lot of ways. So what would it look like in terms of what is it that you do on your end to promote either the book or the author? So typically on my end, I take care of all of the writing, in other words, the pitches, which is how we get the attention 
of the media. So I'll take my client's book or my client's message or whatever the story is that we're pitching and I'll develop the letter that we then send on behalf of the client to sort of entice mm. that journalist and try to get their attention, try to get them to conduct an interview with the client. Um, I then, of course, take care of the logistics, you know, working out the details of that interview. When's it going to take place? Where's it going to take place? And then, of course, I'm there as a coach, as a support person for my client, you know, doing prep, doing interview prep, you know, if it's a tricky topic, for instance, you know, helping them, you know, how they're going to, you know, formulate their responses, how they're going to handle themselves in that interview. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a big role that the the publicist plays in all of this. I got it. Because there's a lot of, I mean, media training and a lot of Especially if you're on air, things to remember in terms of it's amazing, and especially on you know television, it's a completely Mm. different game. Um, You know, most people we can you know easily get our way through with a with a beginner. You know, when they're doing a phone interview, but when you're on camera and you're in that studio, and you know you've got a three camera shoot and these big studio lights Mm. just beating down on you, and you know millions of people at home just watching, it's a very different game. So absolutely, yeah, it would. There's a lot of prep that goes into it. Yeah, it's hard to not be intimidated. I've only been on TV a couple of times, and, and both times, even though I've had media training, I, I got a little frozen because it, I found it so hard to be natural, um, you know, in spite of everything that was going on. So it's definitely great to have a, a publicist training you and prepping you and in your corner there. So mm-hmm. um what are some of the advantages to being a published author when you're doing a media campaign? Well, I think there's two things that come to mind. Uh, Again, like we already said, it gives you a little bit of credibility going into the media because if I'm going to pitch a client of mine to a journalist, well, the first thing that journalist is going to say is, well, who is this person and why is he or she a good source? So if I'm able to say, well, this person wrote a book, a whole entire book on this topic, you know, Already I've built in the mind of that journalist, okay, this person's credible. So it kind of gets me in the door over the person who doesn't have the book. And then certainly another advantage that, that I love about authors is, you know, one way that we generate publicity, and a lot of people don't realize this, is through these contributed articles. They're 500 or 1,000-word mm-hmm. articles, and we'll submit them to the media, to a lot of, you know, print magazines and online websites, and the media is dying for the content. They love the content. And what's so great about working with an author is you can pretty much pull an excerpt right from the book. I mean, it's pretty easy when you have a, a 30, 40, or 50,000 word book to find 500 or 1,000 words you know, that would work for the media and just you know, put a title on it, put a little intro and a conclusion, and wrap mm-hmm. it around the words that are already in that book. You'd be amazed how much publicity you can generate by just offering a well-written article to the media. Um, I mean, we do it all the time, and I, that's what I love about authors because they've already done. That's a big part. You know, it saves the publicist or the client from having to write these articles, and they're right there. They're just waiting for you to take them and and pitch them. So that that's certainly an advantage to working with an author as well. Right. So you've already got content that you can repurpose exactly. and work with. I see. Exactly. And, and one of the one of the other things that you touched on that I really want to be clear on is that. You know, to to look at things from the journalist's point of view, like they don't want to look bad. So uh, they want to make sure that the people that they're putting on the air or that they're, you know, that they're promoting, are, you know, are credible and 
um, you know, know what they're talking about, that they're experts and that they're not some, you know, Yahoo from that, that's going to go crazy and make them look bad, right? So that's Absolutely, really- and especially when you get to these bigger level shows at the national network level, trust me, they, they do their homework. They do, you know, we do pre-interviews mm-hmm. before the guest ever goes on the air. They make sure that, you know, you are who you say you are and that, and that you're going to mm-hmm. deliver. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, these days with social media, um, everyone is kind of their own publicist to some extent. So what do you think that, that, that traditional media can do for an author that maybe advertising and social media just can't? Sure. You know, here's my beef, if you will, with, with social media and advertising is that everybody, and again, I'm not here to beat up on any one platform, and, and I have a lot of friends right. who are, you know, social media people, but, but here, here's the thing. Everybody in the world is on Facebook and Twitter, and everybody's doing it, and so there's nothing that, you know, separates one person or one business from the next, and, and it's sort of the same thing with advertising. I can walk into a, a newspaper or a TV station and buy my ad, and and so can you, and so can everybody else. But now let me ask you, is everybody in your particular industry on TV, or they are, are they always in the newspaper? And the answer to that is no, and, and there's a reason for that. And it's not because they're any better than you or because they're smarter than you. It's because they know how to play the media game. And that's what I love about the media is that you've got some people who can do it and some people who can't. And I'm telling you, the ones that are in the media, again, it comes back to the credibility factor and they are just, they're aligning their names and their brands and their books with the big names that people know and trust, you know, we're we're aligning our clients every day with, you know, CNN and the Huffington Post mm. and NBC mm. News, and that's just massive credibility. You can't buy that kind of credibility. I mean, and and that right there is is the advantage to you know a good media campaign that that social or advertising or anything else will, will never be able to touch. Right, and so it's not really either or. It should be both and, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, believe me, I'm not sitting here trying to tell people don't do social media, and I'm against Facebook, and it's absolutely Mm -hmm. not. That's not the case at all. I I think you know, it's a you should have a a well-rounded, you know, promotion, you know, campaign. But, but that's just one advantage, one big advantage that you know the others just cannot touch. Great. So for those of you just joining in, I'm speaking with award-winning publicist Bruce Serbin. He services clients in a variety of fields from financial services and the travel industry to book authors, business consultants, professional speakers, and everything in between. Bruce is here tonight to share the secrets of raising your profile and generating media coverage for your business book, your brand, or anything in between. So you can find out more about Bruce at his website, servinmedia.com. That's S-E-R-B-I-N-M-E-D-I-A.com. Of course, he's on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bruce Servin. And his Twitter handle is at Bruce Servin. So go check him out. He's got lots of great contents and tips about, um, you know, publicity and, and the media. So, um so what are some of the simple ways that authors can generate media interviews? Now, I'm assuming that this is if they don't have a publicist and they're wanting to do it, wanting to do it on their own. 
Sure. And, you know, I'd say the easiest thing, the most obvious thing in my mind is book reviews. I mean, you've just spent mm-hmm. all this time and energy and, and possibly money, you know, putting this book together. So why not get it reviewed? And and I think, in the you know, since the recession, I would say in terms of daily newspapers, I believe that this mm-hmm. has become a little bit harder as, you know, there have been staff cutbacks and it's it's certainly harder in that medium to, to do. But in terms of the online world and with bloggers, it's there's so many opportunities to book reviews, so I would certainly start there. Try to get some positive reviews of your book going. Um, you mm. know, next next thing you can do is don't necessarily push the book itself, but look at the bigger mm. theme that your book talks about. In other words, we call it expert positioning. So what are you an expert in? What is your bread and butter? And then go after the topics that are relevant to you and your book and simply use that book as, again, your platform to establish some credibility with the media and and try to you know generate some story ideas, again, that are related to you, related to your book. I mean, that's that's a great strategy. We use that one all the time. Um, and, and again, um, articles, you know, we talked about that briefly, but that's something that everybody can easily do. You've got it. It's sitting right there just waiting for you to pull the words right off the page and, and submit it to that editor. But you can take, you know, a little excerpt and put a title on it, and that's something that easily, you know, most people can, can do. So, so there's absolutely yeah. a lot of advantages, you know, yeah. ways to play into your book and, and generate media coverage. That's a really great tip. Don't push the book itself. So it's as if you're, you know, you're there to speak about your area of expertise. And oh, by the way, you know, I happen to have a book as well, right? So that is a kind huge of a good... strategy because what happens with yeah. the media is you don't want to come off as self-serving. You don't want to make it an advertisement for you or your book. And right. and there are some exceptions to that. There are some, you know, morning TV shows that will focus on authors and their books. But in general, you never want to make it about you or your book. It's always about the topic and it's always, again, about positioning yourself as that expert and offering up some tips, some insights, the takeaway for the viewer, for the listener or the person reading an article. That 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 should be your number one goal. I agree. So it's really about uh, you know providing value on the front end and how can you help people and give them tips and advice or you know have something original to say um and then and then get you know have people interested about finding out more and then they they can have access to the book so i really i really yeah, like that yeah you know and it's, it's it really is true if you look online you'd be amazed in, and you'll notice a pattern how many times you'll see articles that are titled five ways to do this 10 ways to accomplish mm. this seven ways and that's right. what it is if you can just give actionable items and steps you know to help people that's that's what it's all about that's how you're going to win at the media game that's really great so a lot of authors and some of the clients i deal with really dream of being on big national shows like you know the today show or good morning america um but some of them feel that it's really out of reach for them and they have no idea how to make that happen. So first of all I guess are they realistic goals and then secondly what advice do you have for getting on the shows? I would say they are realistic goals but at the same time I would tell you you know it is the Today show for instance is probably one of the hardest bookings to secure in mm. in our business. Um and it is doable but my best advice for 
anybody with that goal would be to start small. Start in local TV because here's what happens. Mm. If, if I pitch a producer to Today Show, for example, and that producer is interested in my story, the first thing that producer is going to say to me, they're going to come back to me and they're going to say, has this person done any other television? And if right. so, send us a couple of links. And if I don't have anything to show that producer, no matter how strong my pitch is, I'm going to lose mm. it. I'm going to lose the opportunity. So I always tell people, you know, Start as small as you want. Start, you know, there's over 200 media markets in the country. I don't care mm. if you have to go to media market number 200 and, and build some experience. You'll get better with experience. And plus, there's nothing wrong with local TV. I mean, local TV, you know, all media can be leveraged. It's all credibility building. So you know, I always tell people, put the ego aside. Start small. Get good at, you know, you know, being in the media. Get comfortable being on television. And then you can focus on something like the Today Shows or the Good Morning Americas, where you've got the television experience and the you know the winning pitch to you know you've got the total package so to speak to yeah to I, I think it's gr- I love being on local media because people sure. I know are watching the show <laughs> absolutely so, I mean there's lots of celebrity for me in that um, and I just wanted to ask you you talked about media markets and being in the 200th media market mm-hmm. so for a listener that doesn't know what that means can you explain that a little bit sure so basically it's broken down by size of city so obviously you know New York City is media market number one Los Angeles sure. number two Chicago three and yeah. so on so I don't remember, you know, what I want to say it might have been like Glendive, Montana was like the number 210 or 215th media market. But but the point is, you know, go somewhere smaller where it's easier to break in. You know, if you if you're new at the media game and you start pitching, you know, New York City, it's a lot tougher, mm-hmm. you know, coming in as the new guy on the block with no experience under your belt. So start small, start in a smaller market and it's a lot easier to break in and you'll get mm-hmm. practice, you'll get good and and really that there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's all good. You never yeah. know who who could see it or or where it could go. Yeah, start local. That's great advice. Mm-hmm, so what are and then uh, here's something I really wanted to get to is you know and I I alluded to it a little bit earlier. What are some of the best practices in terms of of working with the media? Because there's definitely a protocol that you want to oh, follow. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and I've <laughs> I've seen some really you know mm-hmm. unfortunate incidents where people have such a, a great story and then they've lost it. But I I would say know how the media works, understand how the media works, and and what I mean for instance is you know you never want to pick up the phone and call a TV newsroom at like five or six o'clock in the evening, right, right when they're getting of ready course. to go on the air. I have seen yeah. it done, and they'll hang up on you. They won't even give yeah. you the time of day. So so definitely know you know and understand how the media works. Next thing yeah. I would tell you is write know how to write for the media what a, what a lot of people don't realize um if you look at broadcast media for instance that's written in for in most cases like your evening news is written on a third grade level and so i've mm. seen you know with clients i'm coaching they'll send me some of their pitches and it's loaded with this language that nobody can understand and i'm like right. you're not going to get on tv like that so so you know keep it very conversational and and relaxed and laid back and and, and make it enticing you know get there get there their attention and and I'd say lastly a, a best practice would be this is something you have to always be pitching the media it's not the kind of thing where you develop a single pitch 
and you send mm-hmm. it out and you, you sit there and wait for the phone to ring. You've got to be pitching constantly. I mean, that's how we keep a campaign alive is pitching, you know, angle after angle after angle, coming up with new ideas and just being ready for the rejection. The rejection in this industry, I mean, it's huge. It's abs- oh. I, I get rejected all the time. If you're not getting rejected from, you know, producers and editors and they're telling you, no, not this time and, and all these things, you're not pitching enough. I mean, the more rejection okay. is going to lead to more success. So keep pitching, keep coming up with new ideas, new angles, and, and just don't get discouraged. Right. So it's the law of averages, really. I mean, you just got to keep pitching and, and, you know, you'll get rejected, but you'll also get accepted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it sounds a lot like when you're, you know, if you're pitching to major publishers and that sort of thing. I mean, they they have more people um, pitching to them than, than they have spaces for, right? Oh, so absolutely. That, I mean, if you think about how long, uh, you know, an evening newscast is or how big, a, you know, your typical newspaper column is, there's just so many sources pitching the media and there's just not enough, you know, airtime or print space. And, you know, not everybody gets through. But, again, if you know how to get through, if you can play the game, and, again, just don't get discouraged and just keep on, you know, pitching away at it, you will get yeah. through. And, yeah, and, and, and because off. they have so many, because they have so many offers, then they can just hang up the phone. And if you know, I mean, you can disqualify yourself just by phoning at the wrong time or not oh, having totally. the right coffee and that sort of thing, right? Absolutely. So it's an immediate disqualification. So Definitely. I love it. Know how the media works. You know, understand. Um, you know, not to phone it at five and six in the evening. Learn how to write for a third grade level. Keep it conversational, and always be pitching. Those are some great yep. tips. So, what? Um, so, are there any resources that you can speak about for authors who maybe want to attempt to do their own media? If, if you know, hiring a publicist isn't in their in their budget. Sure. Well, I'd say the number one resource that everybody should be on is is called HARO. It stands for Help a Reporter Mm -hmm. Out, and it's a free service. And basically, real quick, the way it works is you sign up for it, and you'll receive three emails each day, and they're loaded with anywhere from 40 to 70 leads, you know, from reporters. And the reporter will say, oh, I'm working on this kind of a story, and I'm looking for this kind of a source to speak about the story. And then you can go ahead and pitch that journalist. And and what I love about it is they're warm leads. I mean, you're not just kind of cold pitching the media. You know that person's working on the story, and there's a need for your expertise. But the downside to it is there are so many people on that service because it is free that really time Mm -hmm. is important. You, You know, you've got to respond as soon as that email comes in. If you wait a couple of hours, it's, it's almost pointless. Uh, another service I would recommend is called ProfNet. It's, uh, it's put out by a company called PR Newswire. It's similar to a Harrow, but it is a paid service. Um, I think as a, a sole practitioner, it'll run you about $1,000 roughly for the year, but there's some really great, warm, reporter-generated leads on that service. And, and finally, there's a third service. I, I don't know that everyone needs to, to jump into this, this is more for like the professional publicist, but it's called Cision Point. And basically, it's a media database that will give you the contact information for any reporter, editor, TV producer, personality out there. And, and obviously, for someone like me, when I'm pitching, you know, multiple mm. clients all day long, sure. I need yeah. to, to know how to get in touch with the media. And, and it's a, just a vital resource for me. But, but those are a couple of things, certainly, that, that anybody can, can look into. 
really great. So the time's flying. We've got just over two minutes left. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm curious. I know it just flew by. So, um, and I just really wanted to drive the point home in terms of the Harrow leads. Like if you're 45 minutes after it's been sent out, it's almost like don't bother. Right? Don't like, bother. He's already bother. gotten 50 responses. It's yeah. Yeah. Do it right then. And yeah. Then. So really you have to be on point in terms of committing to, I'm going to respond um, if there's something that's that's valuable for me. So yeah. this last question, um, how long should, you know, the typical media campaign last, and specifically for a book? Is there a certain time frame? Sure. You know, there, there's varying answers on this one. I mean, I've got clients, for instance, I've been working with for seven and eight years, and they'll say to me, well, I'd advertise my business for as long as I'm in business, and I'm going to be doing media for as long as, as I'm in business. But for, you know, for a typical author, I mean, it could be anywhere, you know, where they just want to get their name and book title out there and get some hits, and we'll do a, you know, a, a short run for a couple months, or, you know, then I've got people where we can, you know, go for a year or two years, but it, it all depends on, on the person in, this, in the situation, I think. Okay, so a book, you know, you want to commit to a, to a typical two two or three months. And ideally, do you want to be running that before the book launch or once the book has been launched? I prefer personally to do it once the book is launched because if I hook, you know, a journalist or a producer, the first thing they're going to say to me is, well, can you send me a copy? And if I don't have a copy right. of that book to send, it's kind of like, well, what's the point? So I right. personally prefer to do it once the book is printed. Great. Bruce, thank you so much. You've been so generous with your time. Thank Thank you to the listeners for joining us. On next week's show, I'll be speaking with technology and brand consultant Daniel Hill. Please join us. We're here every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. In the meantime, get busy and get writing.